Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. I'm sorry. When Wedgwood was interviewed after the win, he made a comment was like, he, "Was he coughing?" No. Well, if he wasn't coughing, then then you know he doesn't have it. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> let's talk Devils and Islanders. Let's talk Penguins and Rangers. But let's not talk about Flyers because they're a bunch of fucks, which no one can deny. Which no one can deny. All righty, episode nine, Friends and Rivals podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tom Harkness. Along with me, as always, are Stephen Wojtowicz. Bill Fougere. Nick Larita. And we're all fucking distracted because it's third period for each one of our games. Nick is facing a five-minute power play in the Washington Islander game. Rangers are down one midway, uh, about five minutes left to go in the third period. Oh, you see, devil's, five, five minutes left in the third. Was, what is that? It's the Foxwood Final Five. That's right. We're brought to you <laughs> by Foxwood now. <laughs> devils are, devils, are doing what? Devils just went down another uh, another goal, so now the deficit is two with just over seven minutes left. Ooh. Billy? And the Penguins are down two to one. Jason Zucker scored, so the world's probably about to end. <laughs> oh, shit. I hope not. I at least want to get through the game. How about that? Well, let's give it a shot. <clears throat> so we can review time. Uh, I'll let everybody watch their games. I'm on a commercial break right now, so I'll, I'll, I'll start. Uh, Rangers finish up the game in, in New Jersey. We talked about that on, on last Tuesday's uh, show. And then they had two against the Penguins over the weekend, Friday and Sunday. And now they're playing the Buffalo Sabres right now. So I'll give you a little bit of, of my take on what's going on. And Rangers Twitterverse, Rangers Facebook, Rangers fans, wherever you are, calm down relax be patient this is a team that is growing they're a bunch of young guys they're the youngest team in the league this is a weird season to begin with let them go through the process to learn how to win again and everything will be okay it's not the coach's fault some guys aren't playing well starting off well just be patient relax as my internal fire is going right now because I'm furious at the second period that the Rangers had tonight, I have to remind myself that this is all this is all a process. But it doesn't change the fact that some fucking people on the Rangers should be put on the back of a milk carton. Um, and some people should just be brought out in back and be shot. Okay. Jack Johnson is one of these people. Tony D'Angelo is, is another one. They have not only cost the Rangers games, they have it, it's infuriating to me how Jack Johnson gets put in and Brandon Smith gets taken out with the lack of physical toughness on this team. There's only one explanation for it. And that's Jack, Jock Martin. Okay. He's a new defensive coach for the Rangers who came from Pittsburgh, had Jack Johnson last year. This is either it's his decision or it's JD's decision as an organizational decision to have a veteran guy back there who is just a liability and a complete liability. Okay. Mika, whether he's playing hurt or, or still has effects of COVID, even though the, you know, some of the, um, <clears throat> some of the beat writers asked him about this and said, if he was feeling any ill effects from the COVID, he wasn't. Um, so something's got to be happening because this is not the same Mika Zibanejad that we have come to know and love. And it's not just from last year. He did have a great last year, but he has really never had a start to the year like he's having right now. Goaltenders. We, we talked before the season started and in our season preview, who's got the best goaltender in the East. And we, and I, I am on record saying who's better than Igor and Georgie on paper. And everybody seemed to agree with me. However, it doesn't trend. This is why they play the games. Justerkin has, has let in 
a whole bunch of soft goals. Georgie, besides that Islander game where they won five nothing, he has been he's, he was pulled in the Devil game and he's given up three goals in Buffalo. I got to give Georgie credit; he is playing well in this game. Not a lot of this has been his fault, um, but it's good to see him at least playing well. Playing well, giving up three goals hard to, hard to say, but at least he's uh, at least he's trying and he's back in there. So we'll see how uh, how Igor can respond. A lot of pressure on him now, being the heir apparent to Hank and all those different things. There's just a lot more pressure on him now, and let's see what he does with it. Alexei Lafreniere, the young kid, number one overall pick. There's tons of pressure on him. He's playing in New York. I understand he's going through the maturation process and, and going through what he needs to and adjusting to the speed of the game, but man, there has been a number of shifts where I've just seen him stand still. And in the NHL, on the power play, you can't just stand still. You can't just expect to stay on the along the boards, get the puck, and and not and have the space that you need to make uh, plays. It's it's a completely different game. So I hope he's just going through that process. But you can't just stand on the sideboards. You can't just stand around in the defensive zone and think that the game is going to come to you. You got to go to the game. Um, and I hope the coaches are teaching him this. On the flip side of all this, there's guys that are playing really, really well. Keandre Miller gets his first goal um, in the NHL tonight. Congratulations. Adam Fox has just been incredible this year. I, I was One of the things that I was praying that wouldn't happen is that he would kind of falter this and go through the sophomore slump. That's not even no. remotely close. No, he, he's a Harvard guy. Yeah, well, uh, it's not going to happen. He's too smart. You're saying he knows better than that. He's smarter than that. (laughs) Uh, I would agree with you. Panarin is, is trying, you know, Strom has been okay, but one thing that they need to work on, that's winning draws through two periods. They were down 27, 13 on faceoffs against anybody, especially against Buffalo that that is going to kill you. That is going to hurt you. Philip Heedle is having an, an amazing start to the season. Uh, center on the line with Di Giuseppe and Kako. Those guys were on a roll. He showed off quite some hands against Tristan Jari. Jari, not Jerry, Sam Rosen, um, over the weekend and completely undressed him. Um, those are, that's the kind of skill that Di Giuseppe can bring. And it was just an innocent little collision with, uh, with Benny the Jet Rodriguez. And, and you know, Rodriguez went, went to the locker room. Hedo went to the bench. And Rodriguez came back. They're saying he's out four to six weeks with a upper body injury. I, I'm thinking it's, it's got to be either a wrist that he jammed and broke or he cracked a rib or something like that. They're not going to give you the information, of course, but you know we're going to be without our third line center and probably our best center for the next four to six weeks. That means other people's got to step up. Howden was the man that was tapped on the shoulder now to, to, uh, to be the center on the third line. And Howden's had a pretty good start to the year. Uh, it, you know, all those, the, the third and fourth line guys, with the exception of Mew, who took a real bad penalty on, on the game on Friday and got benched for it. And I got put in the uh, Quinn bin, as, uh, as our friend Carp likes to say. <clears throat> he got put in the Quinn bin and he was, uh, he was scratched for, for Sunday's game. Blackwell took his spot and Blackwell scored a goal and he's in there tonight. And He's playing very well. So the third and fourth line guys are playing well, but you're not going to win a lot of games when your third and fourth line guys are playing really, really well. And your, and your top line guys aren't doing anything. Quinn has been on record saying that they got to find ways to win games and they got to find ways to win games. They found a lot of ways to, to win games last year um, through speed and through, and man, you know what? Last year, it just looked like they were having fun. I don't think they were having fun last year. And now you got lots of people standing around, 
lots of people don't know, looking like they don't know where to be, Jack Johnson. And it's just, I, I don't know. They they got to they gotta find a way to win. If they can bring this game, there's a minute and change left. They're on a power play. They're down 3-2. If they can find a way to get to overtime and get a win in OT or in a shootout, this could completely turn their season around. I don't think it's going to happen, but I do I do hope it is going to happen. Well, you know, on that with that with what you're saying about, you know, how the, how they were having fun last year and when they were, you know, chugging away uh toward the later part of the season, it's it's so much harder when the pressure's on to to start your season that way. When you when you're down early and it's like, well, the playoffs are, are looking like a pipe dream, but you start to start to get on a roll. That's when you can really have some fun and let, and let loose and, and, uh, and see what you're made of. But yeah, it, it's hard to, to be the, the front runner, right. Or, or if not the front runner, then, then to have those expectations on him when the season starts. And it's just a, it's just a different story. And no, I, I think a lot of your guys are like Shesterkin especially is, is, is really feeling it. I, I couldn't agree with you more, but, one thing I'm, I'm, I have noticed in tonight's game and, and in the weekend in Pittsburgh, Panarin on the power play, when he's not making the pass, when he goes to shoot, he's got to hit the net. He's trying mm-hmm. to aim too hard for that top corner to beat the goalie on that top corner, and it's just, it's just missing the net. You can't do that. He's just got to start hitting the net. That was just a, a quick observation. But you're right. In the beginning of the season last year, they started out pretty slow too, and they didn't really turn it on until – January. January is when they really started turning things around. So, you know, we got another couple of months before they before they hit their stride. And by that time, the season will be over. It's going to be over. <laughs> That'll be perfect. You know, if I didn't learn anything this week, I learned that a well-placed shot, maybe not as hard as it as you can make it, but a well-placed shot is going to beat a goalie all all day long. Barzell against the Devils and then Hughes against the Islanders. Neither of them was it the hardest shot, but it was right in that corner, and just the puck beat the goalie to the spot. Top corner, right? One of the, one of the top corners. Yeah. Because I, I I was gonna yeah. make an observation today. I mean, is is everybody seeing that goalies are going down way too soon, and they're yes. not covering the top way of the, too quick? I mean, yes. I, I get I I get the technique, and I get that's how things have been going lately. But if you've got the time to see them let the shot go before you go down shouldn't you see the puck before you go down like it like it's one thing to right. like right on top you should kind of but like the, yeah. the goal against right. the other night why tom why why, why was shesterkin on the floor when mccann took the puck off the boards and floated a shot i mean why is it, he it, down there it was the oddest yeah. goal i had almost has ever seen i i i i don't know i i can't yeah. give you an answer and that was and that you know and not just to pick on him because i've seen it happen to to Jari or no, but Jari you're right to pick on him. And, and the it happened lost. when they were playing against Washington, uh, whoever the hell their goaltender is. Yeah, I mean everybody's just hitting the hitting the deck and and the and the top's wide open. And it doesn't have to be like Steve said, the hardest shot. You just float something right in on the corner, and the, and they struggle to get up and, and get to it. No, I agree, but I I can count on, on a number of occasions, um, and even in the past two to three games where Panarin has has taken that one timer from from the, the top of the left circle. And is just was looking to hit that top corner and just hit the glass with it. And you know, I was on it was on here last week talking about Kopalov hitting hitting the glass, and that's the Rangers' power play. Um, and it's and it's still happening. I think they're all trying a little bit too hard in this game tonight. <clears throat> besides the faceoff being huge problem, which it was, they they played a they played a great first period. 
great their best period of the season by and it's not wasn't even close problem was they didn't come out for the second period they might as well have stayed in with the bad penalties and you know they they took three three bad penalties what was the, the what was the, the score after period. one what was the score one at nothing. the end of the first one nothing okay and uh no i'm sorry it was two one at the end of the first <clears throat> it was two one at the end of the first and then the rangers had uh gave up two two power play goals in the second period and really really didn't even come out to play and it was it's so frustrating to watch when you were enjoying a team like this and that's what the fans are going through right now and and the fans are going to be on Quinn more than ever right now with you know fire Quinn and you know what's going on with this team and you know trade everybody under the sun and we want Henrik Lundqvist back and all these different all these things that I've read on Twitter and they're just it's 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 kind of crazy people aren't they're um, not really saying that are they everything i said is is verbatim no 100%. people aren't saying we want lundquist back there are people um i forgot who it was who had um on the penguins who had a breakaway goal against hank uh it was uh, uh gunsel or either get no it was either gensel or rust i forgot who it was but yeah. there, there were people saying hank would have stopped that oh hank would have stopped that we want hank back I'm like, I mean, not, sometimes, listen, sometimes our own fans infuriate us a little bit more. <laughs> even if he wasn't a Ranger, he wouldn't be playing right now. I, even if I, he was, it has I, nothing I, to do with his heart condition. I, I, I certainly Jesus agree Christ. with that. But, you know, you get into this. Where, hey, look, the Rangers hasn't, haven't necessarily played bad in the games. They, well, besides the, the first game, the Islander game. Um, they haven't played bad in all these games. They had an opportunity to win all these games. They could just very well be, you know, four, one, and one uh, on the season. Uh, but they're one, four, and one in the season right now. It's not time to hit the panic button. I, I even said Rangers probably, or all teams probably turn it a calendar year in January, you know, find out who they are. So let's see if they can turn it around. Let's see if they can get the right personnel. Let's stop putting Tony D'Angelo and Jack Johnson out there shift after shift that, that, so what's, that's very frustrating so and, and what's no, turning that, the calendar this year what's turning the calendar is that february around valentine's day would you say um that's i i, I said the beginning half of in. I, I just thought february i thought february you kind of know who your team is um as soon as the calendar turns but we still don't know who the rangers are um because one they can't finalize a a, a team to put out there and i said it before when they were playing the islanders they're small. They're a small team. They don't play physical. They play with speed. And they just got beat up in that second period hard uh, by a bigger, stronger Buffalo Sabres team. The third period, they came out and started hitting, and they started skating. But we haven't seen that team really at all. We played it. We saw a team in the first period. When I said they played their best period of the season, they were very defensive, and they were ver- just playing within their own zone and not taking too many chances and being really, really conservative. Do you think uh, having a coach that's got that, you know, Quinn house as, as uh, Carp calls it. Uh, the Quinn bin? The Quinn bin, sorry. Yeah. Do you think that's maybe playing in the back of the players' minds, knowing if they make, you know, one or two bad plays, they're going to be out of the lineup and then somebody can come in the lineup and if they play consistently well, that player that made the mistakes isn't going to get back in? He's got his guys. You know, just like all, all coaches have their guys. It's typically either Lemieux uh, or Tony D'Angelo, who's typically in the Quinn bin. So I don't, I don't think any of the other, like you're not going to, you're not going to scratch Kreider, even though that was. If Fox makes it, if Fox makes a couple mistakes, he's not going to get scratched. 
Okay. No, not not the way he's playing. Absolutely not. I mean, Kreider took a, an awful boarding penalty in the second period. Awful. Are you going to sit him for that? Uh, he already demoted. He demoted him to the third line to start to start the third period. They had uh, Lafreniere so with Fuchnevich. Well, that that could be, but he still got a lot of ice time. So it's not really the equivalent. But they all played hard in the third period. Um, I know. I just know John Hines used to do that too, and. I think it really did, especially because there was a lot of kids on the team at the time that really did mess with their minds. Yeah, but you got to hold the players accountable. And if, and if it, if it yeah, means they but... sit for a game, then they sit for a game. But that's not the way it works. You're sitting until the guy who took your spot messes up. Well, so it's luckily... not like you're just going to sit for a game. Look at Will Butcher. Will Butcher hasn't gotten into a game yet because the other guys in the lineup have been playing – acceptable yeah will, will butcher hasn't played this year no no wow kulikov and tennyson have been playing sufficient enough that ruff doesn't want to take them out to get lit to get butcher some ice time wow now i think that's going to change probably this weekend they got back-to-back saturday and sunday at buffalo so with back-to-back games i would assume he's probably going to play one of those so, you know you you can take the, the transition now go to new jersey so you know devils lost tonight in 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 Philly? No, in New Jersey. In New Jersey? Well, you know, fuck the yeah. Flyers to begin with. Um, fuck the Flyers. So shout out ha- to my little nephews. Shout out to my nephews who are listening, but F your team. I don't like your team. <laughs> so just to recap, coming off of last week, yeah, just coming off of last week, uh, they had that win against the Rangers. Uh, after that, two games versus the Islanders, and it was, you know, a tale of two teams, basically. They played putrid the first game, but then came back, the second, you know, the second game and, and Wedgwood got a shutout. And I think as a devil's fan, that's what you're looking for from this team. You're looking for the kids to respond when they play a bad game to come back the next game and have a chip on their shoulder and, and want to go out there and want to put the work in to get the win on the next game. Going out so, on the limb there, huh? Looking for a shutout. That's what you're well, looking for. Sure. Every time you're looking, every time you go out, you're looking for a shutout. Uh, I think also before that Islanders game, they got thrown for a, a loop. That was the game that you know Blackwood was supposed to start, and they found out before the game that he went on to the uh, the COVID list. So it could have been a little bit of that, like that Sorkin got that Sorokin got that right. start. He wasn't expecting to get it. Barzell's goal was beautiful. Can't say enough good things about that that goal that he scored. I agree. Bad pass from Gusev. Very passive de- defense from Subban, but he came in and just put that puck right where it needed to be. Yeah, we talked about that earlier, I think, um, over a uh, text, which was, you know, you felt Subban was a little too late to the play. I watched it a few times afterwards, and I think he made the right play. Just he was I don't think he was uh, able to get there before the shot was going to get off. He might have got a hit yeah. on Barzal, but I don't know if it would have made much of a difference. But. And then their their fourth goal was a power play goal, and it was just textbook, you know, move the puck around, get the shot from the point, tip in. Just a beautiful, uh, a beautiful power play goal for them. But they rebounded the next game. You know, Wedgwood gets the start again, and he winds up getting a shutout. First shutout, uh, the Devils' first shutout against the Islanders since 2013. Mm-hmm. So that's Schneider's entire time with the Devils never got a shutout against the, the Islanders. Um, it was Wedgwood's third career shutout. His first was with the Devils. His second was against the Devils when he was playing in Arizona, and then his third was with the Devils. So I thought that was pretty cool. Had a nice little symmetry to it. In terms of the roster, 
Jack's been playing outstanding. Zach is starting to play a little bit better. Gusev has maybe turned a corner as well. But just like Tom said, if, if the Devils had a milk carton, Kyle Palmieri's face would be square right there on the back of it, uh, missing in action. Every time he touches the puck, it bounces off a stick. When he goes to take a shot, he flubs it. I just don't know what's going on there. Um, hopefully, once Brat and Heashier get into the lineup, uh, there could be some some more balance, more solidity to the lines. Hopefully, that'll help Palmieri turn the, turn the corner and start playing a little bit better. This weekend in Buffalo, they got those back-to-backs in Buffalo. Hoping to see Brat this weekend. He sure, who knows? They The team won't say anything. And some report came out of out of Switzerland that while he was training in, this, in early December, he broke his fibula, which is normally a two- to three-month injury. Yeah. And that's really what we're coming up to in, in February. Yeah, when we saw um... – in the summertime, or when they were returning to play, when they when the players were starting to return, and he and he put his sticks at the airport and stuff like that, there was no crutches, there was no wheelchair, there was no There's none no, of that. But that would have been six weeks after the injury, huh. or or four weeks. That would have been four weeks after the injury. Yeah, but you're still on crutches at that point. That's probably six weeks in a cast. I don't know. He was he was he was in a walking boot early, and you know while they were in training camp, he was in a walking boot. Huh. So maybe the team tried to play some game where they told him, hey, look, do as best you can when you're out in public to not show any signs of the injury because the team hasn't been forthcoming with this injury at all from day one. When when training camp started, it was we're working our best to get him in the lineup for game one. And now we, we, just, passed, we just played game six, and he's not even practicing with the team. So I don't know when we're going to see him. Definitely going to see Brat before we see him. Hopefully Blackwood can recover from COVID. It's nobody knows if he has it or if he doesn't, because they don't have to report that. Oh, uh, no, they, but, no, they, no, no, no. For COVID, they, they have to report it. They didn't have to in the preseason, but in the regular season, they have to report when a player goes on the COVID list. No, no. They don't have to report if he's got it or if he came in contact with somebody that had it. So I thought he, they had to report it if he, well, if he has it and he's not playing because of it and he has it, they have to report that. Now there's there's five criteria that can land somebody on that list and they won't give the specific on which of the five it is. Huh. Okay. But when Blackwood when Blackwood was I'm sorry, when Wedgwood was interviewed after the win, he made a comment was like he, was he coughing? <laughs> no. Well, if he wasn't coughing then then you know he doesn't have it. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So when Wedgwood was when Wedgwood was interviewed, when Wedgwood was interviewed, he made a comment like, "You can't plan for one of your goalies to retire in the preseason, and you can't plan for one of your goalies to to get COVID." So it kind of gives the impression that yes, he's got it. So hopefully he gets a he has a mild case of it, and he can come back soon Uh, because the team really needs herpes. But you know, he still played. Wow you know you're you're saying you got a player that still might be experiencing some lingering effects right yeah well he said he wasn't he you don't he know right you don't know because you're these guys right. aren't honest know. so but also he didn't look not not that anybody had a full training camp but he didn't have a full training camp he had literally a day before and he got it before no before he played the first game he didn't practice his first practice was like the saturday before the their first game okay other than that, the only uh, 
real bit of news this week was Nolan Foot was moved from the taxi squad to the Binghamton roster. Um, so he'll be with the team practicing in Newark. And when the AHL starts, he'll be on the, uh, he'll be on the Binghamton roster and he'll be getting some ice time. Okay. We're not going to go to bill. Let's go to Nick. Well, I can't yeah. wait to hear Bill's reaction because Malkin and, and Latang had a two on O and it was just nothing. Well, <laughs> God, I can't Malkin wait. If it's any the trigger, he should have just took the break away. Should have. It took the shot, and instead he passes it, and they just pass it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And two grass is like, yeah, I could put my stick out and knock it away, asshole. <laughs> uh, Isles uh, kill off that five minute penalty, only to lose in the last thirty seconds of the game. Oh, oh my so god! They uh, could not stop the onslaught of uh, Washington. Just carried over to the, from that five minute power play, and Osh had a post to look like crossbar, and then. Um, I'm I'm in my rush. I'm in my rush. It's a good break, just a good breakout and goal. Sucks, but whatever. All right. So anyway, Devils and Isles had two games last week. Steve <laughs> talked about it a little bit. It's gonna be interesting. I was just looking at the schedule, and um, so Isles play Capitals twice today, and then when Thursday, Flyers fuck the Flyers on Saturday, and then That's again nice. on Sunday. Flyers. And then we have another game on Tuesday, oh, wow. uh, which is Buffalo at home. And then the, basically that next week is, is the same. It's like Buffalo, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Rangers. It's four games. I'll be covering basically four, nine games the next two, next two weeks, this week, next week and the week after. So uh, Nick, I'm, I'm doing that right fun. now. We played, the, we played the Penguins last week. Then we played Buffalo this week. And then we play the Penguins at home at the Garden uh, <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> I would be taking a lot of notes, I think, this week. I'll have to start doing that. Um, but anyway, uh, Devils and Isles uh, – you know, first game was, uh, I think, broken open by Barzal's first goal, which came out pretty quick. Well, actually, no, first goal was not Barzal. That was actually um, Everly. No, it was Barzal. It was Barzal? Yeah, yeah Barzal so, was the first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It kind of came out of nowhere because that's why that's why I was going to go with this was that you know it was a it was created by his speed and just he was able to get a wrister that was perfect shot, perfect spot. Could not really do much better than that. It wasn't the hardest shot, but that to do that uh, with that much speed is ridiculous honestly it's not fair and then uh everly got a goal a little little after that beautiful little you know deke came back hand got one on one on oh and in close and got a backhand that just was a perfect shot and those two opportunities put the aisles into you know a two goal lead in the, in the first and that's their game they get an early lead they're very hard to beat because they play very defensive and they don't have a lot of offensive weapons. So they play well uh, together. They can get shots from the point and get deflections from from either Lee or or Nelson. Um, both those guys are big guys. They like to get deflections. They like to, you know, get in, in front of the net and screen the goalie, get dirty goals. Um, that's our game. And uh, everyone – and sometimes we score some nice goals here and there. It's the, the guys got talent. Everyone you – know, a lot of first-round picks in the on the team. So a lot of guys have talent, but they're not the fastest team. They're not – the most talented team by far, and uh, they have to have a lead. And so two-goal lead, probably, like, I don't know what the, the percentage is of the games that we've had a, a one-goal or two-goal lead going into the second period, probably, like, 90 95% win, win percentage. That's just just how they go. That's They have to get a lead early. And so that was the game. And Ethan Bashan had a really nice goal, which I thought you were going to talk about earlier, Steve, That because um, we were talking about perfect placement. 
on a yeah, shot. No, I, I should I should have mentioned it. it. Yeah, it was just over the pad, right? Just over oh the pad, gosh. just under the glove. Yeah. So it looked it's so funny. Like you watch the replay of that goal and you're like, Yeah, it was a good goal. But then they show the right angle and it just went like this millimeter over Rolama's yeah. uh, pad. And it was like, that was perfect. It didn't look that good until you saw that angle and you're like, right. Holy shit. It was like, that was, it was like down the, it was yeah. from like the center of the ice down was the angle to see. Cause it, it looked like a weak goal, but it was just perfectly placed. I mean, I just exactly where you need to be, but then everybody got, everybody got a power play goal. And, uh, late brock nelson got a nice deflection late in the third and well after after everybody's goal it was kind of over um there wasn't really the devils looked yeah. a little they looked like they're having a hard time out there um isles did again a great job on the face-offs they were winning like i think it was like 60 40 percentage range hits wise devils actually got uh, out hit the isles 24 21 Blocks yeah. twenty. Isles always blocked more shots, but you know. Um, what was the what was the faceoff number on that game? If you got the stats up, uh, I was sixty three percent thirty seven. Um, sixty three percent for the Islanders. That's it was big can't, time. That can't happen. That can't happen. So to be to be in the thirties is not good. I mean, yeah, you know, you, you can you can wow. squander your opportunities with faceoffs, but I mean, that's a lot of faceoff wins. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's a big part of the Isles game. And um, so that was a good game. Um, I was disappointed to see again Ross Johnson out there. I thought Kiefer Bellows looked better. Um, he's, I think, you know, as the story's been going on, he's been, I think, getting better and more comfortable. And Noah Dobson, they're starting, they're really pushing to be, basically, I think they're going to, he might be leading the, the team in, in minutes at, in a lot yeah. of games this year. Definitely, he, I heard his name a lot. I definitely heard yep. his name a lot. It's not by coincidence. They we're, we're we don't have a lot of depth on defense, and so yeah. they have to make him. He this season is like it, there's a lot of ways it can go bad, right? But one of the main ways is that if your your six one of your defensemen, your top one of your top four defensemen can't can't really you know play the minutes you need him to play, and he's playing a lot of power play. He's playing a lot of he hasn't played a lot of he's not playing penalty kill right now, but he might later in the season. But he's he's looking really good in that game. Same you guys game of the were, year. Just to just to chime in, because mm-hmm. I wanted to get the, the number right, so I had to look it up. You guys were talking about faceoff percentages and what's bad. Rangers were thirty percent in faceoffs tonight. Thirty percent. That's so bad. on the number. Yeah, that's on the number. What we're saying can happen. Yeah, I mean, realistically, most games like you're are fifty five, forty five. Most games. Right. Yeah. I mean, toss up. If you're just taking your face offs and you're listening, I mean, you close your eyes and you listen for the puck hitting the ice, you still should win 40% of your face offs. Yeah. Maybe that's that's a strategy, Tom. We got to tell our teams to close their eyes on the face off. (laughs) It it can't can't hurt. Can't hurt. Can't Can't hurt. Get too much worse. Eyes opening. Eyes open. Apparently, that's not working. 30%. (sighs) So, same game, uh, basically back to back, essentially. Just to finish the face-off numbers, uh, Isles were 61%, 39 in the second game. Yeah, 39, yeah. So a little bit better, but not not anywhere near where they need to be. but it didn't matter. Here's your your top three centers. Zibanejad, 29%. Strom, 27%. Howden, 38%. God. Kevin Rooney, 50%. Good job, Rooney. Yeah, good job. How many face-offs has he taken? Three? Three. Uh, four? No, four. It's got to be was, an even number if he's 50%. It, it's got to be I four. Like 10. I think it was two. Oh, two, boy. yeah. Oh, boy. Well, 
Sun game, like like you said, Steve. You know, different. It's like two two different uh, two sides different of the coin. Teams, right. I, I couldn't really figure it out. I mean, but then again, you know what it is. It's it, like I said, the Isles don't score early, and, and they don't get the early lead. They're they're really their chances to win diminish greatly, and um, mm-hmm. they uh, left two goals in the span of what um, two minutes, three minutes. So it was yeah. it was very quick. And when that happened, I. I kind of knew that was I was I really was disinterested in the game at that point because I knew as soon as a, a you, you big, knew you knew the way the script was going, huh? It's not going to go well. Um, we, we ended up out shooting the team, you know, out shooting the Devils by a few shots, but it wasn't a good game. Like for them, there was only four penalties the whole game, so it was pretty quick. You know, I think both games were four penalties. It wasn't a lot of penalties. Yeah, in the it game. was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty, pretty fast games, but um, you know. Devils got a power play goal on, I think it was the first one. So with, with Hughes, whose goal? Hughes, Hughes so, was a power play, yep. Yeah, yeah. So that was, I mean, but one of two, zero two. I, I was thinking the Isles uh, power plays looked better up to this game. Um, previous game looked in the looked against Devils looked really good. They were two of three, I think it was. This game they were 0 oh, two, but, you know, oh, it didn't two. matter. It was, uh, again, I was, uh, you know, I was I was talking about Dobson's numbers uh, or time. He was second on the on the team in in minute um, in um as a defense minutes because actually Barzal had uh he had the most minutes in the whole the whole team, which was be- mostly because I think there was uh, he was probably playing a little bit extra for Bavillier who got hurt in the game. He's playing he played obviously a lot of power play minutes, um but then Ryan Pulak and then Noah Dobson right there twenty two minutes twenty two seconds he was uh they're they're really really riding him and uh if you look at tonight's minutes he probably was on um, probably the similar numbers in um in minutes again uh actually no he was a little less but he had four minutes of the power play time so maybe the, well it looks like ryan pullock got like a ton of minutes today anyway so again I, i'm i they played uh they made a little change in the lineup they put um michael the call back in for his first game of the year and uh, he looked a little, he was okay, but I'm never excited to see MDC out there. I'm just disappointed to still see Ross Johnson out there. I'm really, I'm feeling more and more like he's just like, I don't get his, his role in the team. He doesn't offer a lot. He's just like a body. And so I'm wondering why that Wallstrom hasn't gotten the chance to play over him yet. Now that Pavilion uh, is out uh, for four games, at least he's out going to be out this whole week. He's on the IR, a lower body injury. Uh, basically that means, you know, we're going to have to find offense and, and speed from somewhere. So I don't think, uh, MDC or, or Josh, Josh Johnson really do much there for that. Um, so today Keeper Bell has got the nod to go play up uh, on the second line. And I thought he looked pretty okay. I think he's going to be a guy that's really going to get better as the season goes on and feels more comfortable. Like he's definitely looked like a rookie and felt, looked like he's trying to play, more safe and trying to play like the stay in the stay in the lineup kind of way, you know? So I think, um, I think if he gets to be leaned on for a few games, I think it's going to be good for him, but I really want to see Wallstrom in the lineup over Johnson. I'm just, I'm just getting, I just don't, he seems invisible most, most of the time. I just don't see much, any point to him, but again, it's going to have to come down to the team getting, you know, getting, getting the, the, we're, we're looking more and more top heavy on the scoring side. So, if Bavillier out, it's going to hurt the second line. But that first line was playing excellent. First game of Devil Series. Um, second game, they played 
you know, not as well. Barzal had six shots on goal in the second game. He's he's looking like he's looking very dangerous. That's good. But yeah, but we just we don't have that second guy. Yeah, there needs really... to be some more. Yeah, some depth yeah, scoring. Like, yeah, like games like like the the stretch here is really puts into perspective how much Isles miss like having Tavares around because he was that like when the two of them played for one season. It really helped Barzal become like you know a lot easier. A lot, it was a lot easier for him because you didn't have the top guy on him all the time. But we don't have another guy that can do that. Um, that gets that coverage. So it's not like if you put your top line against top second line against second line guy that's going to you know really benefit from that. So it's going to be kind of the problem. You know, I was whiffed on uh, Panarin went to the Rangers obviously a couple years ago in UFA. Uh, we lost on Tavares, so now it's going to be if we have to have someone from from within really to, to come up and play well. And I don't think Walsh was that guy, to be honest. Maybe he can develop in something better. Bellows is, I think, going to be a guy that can. I think his range is going to be like top end, twenty, thirty goals, maybe. I don't know. It's hard to tell right now. He's really, yeah. You know, he's really just getting comfortable. But I like his. I think he he's going to. You know, he could be pretty good on the team. It, it, it's hard to tell because he's been playing – while he's been playing Pajot, I don't think he – like, I don't think he's lining up well with Pajot. I think uh, I think they need to switch up Pajot with somebody else. I want to see him with that Bavillier, but Bavillier got hurt. So, what are you going to do? And then, uh, well, you know, it's just going to be interesting to, to see how this uh, goes. Uh-oh. What's going on? <laughs> Who's Tommy? Nick Larita is the host now. That was very ominous. Rot row. Uh He'll be uh, back. Fuck him. <laughs> How are things over so, in Penguin Land? How are things in Penguin Land? Oh well, uh, tonight they uh, they were down two nothing in Boston, and uh, going in the third period, and uh, and they managed to force an overtime, which was nice. Um, even maybe could have won it if if Malkin and Latang weren't dicking each other around with a with a two on zero that eventually just got deflected away by Tuka Rask before they uh, got a shot on goal off of it. The Bruins did win on their own two on O, which they didn't fuck up uh, against Jari. So, uh, but still somebody um, took a shot. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they got a shot on it. What do you know? It went in. Uh, it was so, a very, very similar two on O that mountain is over. I said it was a very similar two on O that the penguins had that yeah. they, the Bruins wanted on. Well, if you didn't disappear <laughs> and leave us like you did, you, you would have heard us me allude to that. Yeah. Well, I don't know what happened. Oh, you didn't happened happened. back. <laughs> Just to just to tag on to that to that uh, the game going to overtime, the East has had by far the most three point games out of any of the four divisions. Oh, so just like yeah. we we said weeks ago, no it's just that all that the the talent level of the teams is all so close to each other. Slow down, yeah. Easy does it. We've been to one Isles. overtime. Relax. Isles and Washington were thirty seconds away from another one. Penguins went to overtime four out of seven games, and and they scored in the last ninety seconds to avoid another one, ninety one seconds. Sorry, there's the that, I say that I say that because the Rangers haven't played well enough to be competitive in in the East. Okay, the other seven teams that's better in in the Mass Mutual East have played a shit ton of three point games. Well, well, Christ, we were talking about what on the schedule. What's the breather game? Is it Buffalo? No, it's the fucking Rangers right now. Now it is. Now, right now, that's your breather game, is the Rangers. Man, we oh, don't face them for Rangers at least two tonight. weeks. Oh, thank God. Oh, good. Enough we get about to play the Rangers, Rangers after the next game against Boston. 
there's no there's no breather games anymore, guys. I, no, it, it really it, isn't. Even the Rangers are not a breather team. I mean, Mika's not when he gets feels a little better. What's the difference between them and the top team in the league in the, they, in the East? It looked really good. It's not I mean, much. I, the, the the Penguins beat them the two times, once in overtime, and like like I said, once with 91 seconds to go, they they uh, they broke through. But uh, if Shesterkin had been better um, in those games, that there's a good chance the Rangers win them both. Um, and and I you know I thought you know uh, to Tom's point about Panarin on the trying to take that perfect shot and everything. I, I think the Rangers power play is close to being one of the, one of the really better, maybe one of the best ones um, out there. I mean, they, they really gained the zone well against the Penguins. I know it was only against the Penguins penalty kill, but it, they look good, like gaining the zone, moving the puck around, everybody moving. Um, and, and it just wasn't, they just weren't putting the puck into the net. I mean, they did score one power play goal against the Penguins in those games. Uh, Fox got it, um, which, which was a you know not a bad thing because because uh, I have Fox and Panarin on my fantasy team, so if their power play executes, uh, you know if, if they're going to score any goals, I'd rather have them all be on the power play uh, with those two involved. Uh, would really help me out a lot. Um, Bet you would. Yeah, the, the Rangers aren't far. I mean, they, they didn't. Yeah, I didn't see what they did tonight, obviously, but uh, uh, I there were some good things that they did in that in that home. Uh, I was going to say home and home in those two games uh, on the road in, in Pittsburgh. No, and, and you're right. They're 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 close, and and they could just as easily be four one and one right now. But right. they're one four and one, and everyone's got to deal with that, and everyone's losing their fucking minds. No, and I liked how you opened the show going. Everybody's got to calm down, and then you, as soon as you're <laughs> done with that, you're like, and fuck these guys. <laughs> well, I mean, look, they, people need to pay. <laughs> <laughs> Do they ever? So, so what else is happening in Pittsburgh land? So we've got a. I don't know how, how much you are all aware of the Penguin situation, but they are definitely in the market for uh, a defenseman or two uh, after uh, in the first uh, like three or four games of the season, they, they lost uh, three defensemen to, to long-term injuries. And we don't know if long-term means for the season or for six weeks, but it, it seems like, I mean, if, if they're giving away as much as long-term, then we got to figure we're, we're, we're talking, march or, or so right at the very least until we get start getting some of these guys back so um uh, matheson obviously was hurt uh early on he was playing so badly that, that that's the one name that i don't miss but uh, yeah, uh you, you had nothing Ricola. but good things to say about him <laughs> ricola and uh and and petterson were also hurt so those those who was that uh, wait, wait, wait 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 what, what was that name the first one matheson no ricola no. You see Ricola? Ricola. There you go. I just wanted somebody to do it. Did I I make your joke? Okay, good. Well, hey, Bill, can I interest you in Jack Johnson? Well, that's what I was going to get to. If you just let me get to it. Um, (laughs) I look. I didn't think anybody would be going there. Jesus Christ! No, I didn't. I don't want Jack Johnson. But uh, yeah, uh, Jim Rutherford uh, and me were having a conversation, and he knew that I was talking to you guys, and and you guys being a. you know, you guys have the ear of your GMs with the Islanders and the Rangers and the Devils. So I did want to propose a quick little trade to all of you guys. And, and let's mm. see if we can like get this thing started. So Tom, I, I think we might be willing to part with a Jake Gensel, maybe. Um, if if you might be interested in giving up the rights to like maybe like a, a Wade Redden. What do you think? Ooh. I'll just float that out there. I mean, because we're going to go to the highest bidder for sure. Uh, Steve, wait, I, I wait, was thinking. Wait, uh, wait, Wade Redden? Yeah. 
Wade Wade Redden. Can't like wait guy, to see who you're going to try and steal from my team. I don't know. I don't know if I'd give him up. We we uh we we got a uh, Evgeny Malkin. He's like a little bit on the the other side of his career, but uh, maybe if you might consider parting with somebody like a Bruce Driver, um, that could oh. be a possibility for you. Just take that back to your GM. You think about it and get back to us, Billy. Billy, you were was that for me or for Tom? Billy, you was were that for the Devils or the Rangers? Rangers? When Driver was no, he's a, a Devil now. He went back to the okay. Devils after after uh, after the fans hated him and and he was a Ranger. Wasn't he taken? He back was. To the at some point he was driven out of new york <laughs> uh and then for the islanders i'm thinking we could uh wait 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 hold up billy hold on, hold on i i have to steve goes in a penalty box for one minute for that one that was you can he's, he's ugh. oh all right what's your, what's your what's your trade offer here billy brian rust for maybe uh we, we need a little bit of toughness back there somebody's not gonna get hurt i'm thinking rich pilon <laughs> oh, Rich Pilon. I could dig him up from uh, the depths of Long Island. Some bar, potentially. So, uh, you guys all, think all great, that. all great trade proposals, Bill. You guys think about that. We need defensemen in a bad, bad way. So, uh, the other defensemen on the team, you know, um, it, it's been, you know, they, they actually played a pretty good game in Boston tonight defensively. Latang, who's who's been solid all season, was the one who uh, he got undressed by Marshawn for the for the first goal by the Bruins tonight. Uh, then their their second goal was on a, a, a fa- five on three on a on a phantom penalty call. Can't really uh, put any blame on the, on the defense for for anything else that happened tonight in Boston. But before that, I mean, it's been every game has been a shit show with that defense. Um, uh, frankly, uh, we were talking about Harvard guys not having a sophomore slump. Well. John Marino is is not playing well at all. Um, he's he's uh, been kind of standing around waiting for people to knock him over and take the puck from him. Uh, he's he's not made good decisions back there, and and he's been a bit of a liability. Not as bad as some of the guys uh, back there, but he's he's not been so good. That goal that Heedle uh, uh, scored when he undressed Jari, he had all the time and space. Uh, that you could ever ask for on a, on a breakaway from the corner because Chad Ruedle knocked over his defensive partner and, and they were both laying in the corner um, as, as he'll just got to, you know, take a leisurely stroll on, on Jerry and just stick handle in the phone booth for a while until he found an opening. So um, great, great moves, not taking the, not trying to take anything away from what he'll did there, but, uh, but I, I mean, man, did he have all day and he literally uh, had all day. He made about four or five moves on, on Jerry, Jerry. Yes. Jerry yes. and, and, did not work out for the penguins there but um uh and and cody cc um not not been spectacular although you know again all these guys stepped up and had a pretty good night tonight so i don't know um, he played cc played well against the rangers he he showed a lot of toughness and and physicality uh in 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 both of those games yeah i thought he was a he was a tough defender to play against um they they have called up from their taxi squad that taxi squad you know they, they had to go to that pretty quickly uh, so rookie uh, Pierre Olivier Joseph made his debut um, against the the Rangers. Uh, ended up with an assist in that game uh, on the game tying goal by Bluger. He uh, shot the puck, you know, wide of the net, wrapped it around to the other side to uh, to Bluger, who was able to stuff it in the other side. Uh, it was a nice little play, and, and he and he played well. He, he uh, solid defensively. Uh, you know, anybody who's not a, a glaring uh, uh, liability back there is is uh pretty good for the penguins right now 
and his and he's of course the brother of matthew joseph of uh the tampa bay lightning no kidding um, and i just want to point out you know it's it's clear uh which brother those parents love one of them one of them has this beautiful name he's like i want to introduce you to my son here's pierre olivier joseph and then here's his brother maddie it's like yeah <laughs> jesus christ thanks a lot maybe matthew uh, was a family name do you know that insensitive prick uh by the way to add to your defensive woes your coach has uh said on on the twitter first that dumoulin is being evaluated for a lower body injury so not to why not not to pour gas on the fire there billy but are you sure i can't interest you in jack johnson (laughs) bill would have known that if he had to go to the shitter because we all know that bill waits until he's on the shitter to check his twitter and when you're on the shitter check your twitter I never actually agreed that I would do that, but then, yeah. But did you do that? <laughs> well, I mean, that's when you check anything on your phone anyway, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. Apparently you weren't. It's the way of life. Um, sometimes, sometimes I just check it while I'm at my desk, and I feel like I have to take a dump. <laughs> that feels like a problem. I hope there. then you get up and go to your so shitter. Well, yeah, of course. Just don't go there. Uh, so other stuff with the Penguins, um, you know, uh, Evan Rodriguez, who was in that collision with the aforementioned Heedle, um, Tom, I know you mentioned that you said he got back into that game. I, I don't remember seeing him, but I don't know if he just went out to test the knee because he is also out long-term Rodriguez, Benny, the jet Rodriguez is out long-term after that same hit with Heedle. Um, uh, maybe I, maybe I was wrong, but I, was, I, I did see him go to the locker room, but I thought he came back for his shift. I'm, I wasn't sure. Yeah, and 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 he could have, and if if I missed it, but but uh, at any rate, he he is out long term. He was out tonight, so so the Penguins are also down a first line right wing, which which ended up shuffling up some lines. But um, you know, it was weird. I don't know, Tom, if you had the same take on that on that play as I did, but I don't remember. I don't recall who on the Penguins was clearing the puck, but I don't know if you remember that. You know, uh, there was there was a Penguin defenseman kind of taking an ang- you know shooting the puck out of the zone at an angle. That puck bounced back off the boards kind of weird and kind of flattened out in the zone instead of taking the angle it should have and, and going down the ice. It just kind of laid out there at the uh, a little bit outside the blue line. And that's where Heedle just jumped on it and was flying into the zone with it and and was easily going to be past the, the Penguins defenseman there. And Rodriguez was the only guy in that space, pretty much had no choice but to come across and yeah, it, and it was just make the it, hit. Yeah, it was they and were both in, that, in, in awful positions. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's rare that that you end up with like that kind of weird bounce where these guys were just going full throttle straight at each other, and uh, and you know Rodriguez, I mean they they went knee to knee, but you know I don't think there was obviously any intent on bending the Jet Rodriguez's part in, in that hit. You know he tried to he tried to kind of at the very last moment tried to 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 step back just a slight bit. I know he he he, he was it's there like they were Crips and Bloods, man. I'm just saying, I don't know. Yeah, Whoa. but uh, yeah, unfortunate for both of them. Um, but so uh, with Rodriguez out, he had been playing on the right side with Crosby. They moved uh, Brian Rust up, uh, who who had 11 shots on goal in one of those games against the Rangers. It was unbelievable, and he scored uh, on on one of them. Unbelievable, um, unbelievable. You, you know, a player gets five or six shots on goal. You put him on his ass a few times, and then hopefully he doesn't get many more shots after that. But no, no, no. Let him, let him get five to seven more. 
So, uh, so Russ moved up to the top line with Crosby and Gensel there. Um, uh, that got Kapanen into the mix because Kapanen they were easing in kind of in fourth line minutes. Uh, Kapanen played a, a excellent game tonight in Boston and and had actually kind of missed three golden opportunities. I was going to get on his case for this uh, if they had lost, but he he actually did end up breaking through with the game tying goal um, in the third period, uh, and and so he was kind of all over the place with the Malkin line today and. And that looked like it woke up Zucker a little bit too. Zucker had the other goal, um, and and Zucker's been Zucker's been our milk carton guy um, that you guys have been going on about. You know, uh, he's he's our guy. He's uh, he's just kind of been there. I mean, he's just not making plays. He's he's supposed to be a, an impact player, and really the before today, all I could really say that he's been doing is is just kind of showing up and and you know probably not fucking up too bad is the best thing I could say about him, but. He's just not added anything offensively, and he's not—he's not been making plays until uh, until the game he played tonight. Again, uh, pretty solid. It started started showing some speed, started uh, uh, adding some things to the offense. So um, maybe maybe the line mixes are, are improving here. Um, you know the way things—they they were kind of forced to shuffle around. Seems like it's it's helped both of the top lines just a little bit, at least for today. That's about it for the Penguins. Uh, they, they get one more game in Boston this week, and then it's uh, to Madison Square Garden to, for round two with the Rangers. So the Penguins have had to go to their taxi squad. The Devils went to their taxi squad. They took out Boquist and put in Merkley for the second Islanders game. Have the, have the Islanders or Rangers gone to the taxi squad yet? Yes. Yeah, Blackwell. Okay. Yeah, forwards. Uh, switched out uh, uh, Duck Hole. Bells is actually on the, 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 the taxi squad to start the year, but he played on the team. So they're they're actually just using the taxi squad as just an extended yeah, you know not for not for injury purpose. It's we have, but it's mostly I mean, like I said, Bellows started the year on the taxi squad, but he's played he played a bunch of games to start the season. So it's not like they they care. They're just extending it however mm-hmm. they, they they so choose. And I think, you know, if if Varlamov didn't get hurt, so let's say Varlamov got, you know, for some reason couldn't make the game, he was sick, you know, Schneider would have been, would have, would have been there yeah. as needed for that. But do you guys feel like it's going to be this just basically extra guys and that the designation doesn't actually matter? Like just extra spots on the, well, on the, on the roster. Well, that's what, when your team's not going through, uh, you know, players getting COVID, I mean, that's exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. It's just extra extra roster. If guys. you don't have the concerns over, you know, having the the player has to go through waivers on the call up, right? Hmm? Don't they have to go through waivers when they get called up? Uh, depends on who it is. Some guys don't have to on the two way contracts, but they might have right. to. It's like the taxi squad; they don't have to go through waivers. They just can interchange. I thought they had to go through waivers. I was, I was. If they were sure waiver they eligible, waivers, I thought yes. they had to. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I well, agree with that. Yeah, if they're but I'm saying if they're, if they're two way play two way contracts, they don't have to. Yeah. Like if you're in the HL, you know, and you're that's why it's also some of the decisions are made, right? For, for tacky squad guys, because there's certain guys that have passed the waivers during the season, they're not gonna they may not actually be sent down, right? They might have to stay up with the big team. Yeah, there's a couple guys on the Rangers taxi squad that they sent down to down to Hartford so they can start the training camp, which all all, all training camps have opened for the AHL squads. Yeah, and we had a lot of guys you know, there was a flurry of players that were passed through waivers and only a few guys were, were taken. A few got kind of, well. Compared to the vast number of guys that cl- went through waivers, it was, you know, this is a different type of season where 
nobody wants to take play cat contracts on unless they're they needed a guy. Uh, well, un- un- unless maybe you're the Winnipeg Jets or the Columbus Blue Jackets, <laughs> their blockbuster trade this this week sent uh, Pierre Luc Dubois up to Winnipeg with, with a third rounder, and for uh, Patrick Laine, and the other guy whose name is slipping my brain right this second. Anybody's got him? Starts with an R. That's all. Uh, I remember. Jack Roslovich. Yeah, that's it. Who Rostovich apparently grew being- up. Who Being apparently grew up native. in the in, yeah. in the Ohio area, yeah, yeah. Well, apparently he was st- he was still in Columbus and and not not in Winnipeg. So he only had a uh, I think he was he was supposed to play tonight for okay. for Columbus. So um, Dubois and Line have got to go through what a seven? They got to take three tests for seven days or something. Four, like that. Fourteen. It's fourteen. Oh, fourteen for Dubois to Yeesh. go to Canada. Yeah. Freaking Justin Trudeau. And I think there was the credit card issues on the way coming back for one of the players, if I remember correctly. What's that? Why not just get a visa? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Get it? Because <laughs> I don't think Liney needed one. Needed what? To Needed a visa. Why did he just use MasterCard or something? For the United States, because he was, he was going to play all of his games in Canada. Why do I bother? Jeez. <laughs> Well, then if, he, if he wanted to assume that he was going to play all of his games in Canada, then why did he have to be such a bitchy malcontent until wow. he got traded? I don't like, think you can apply like, for the visa until you have the job. Like that, and then he should know that he might have to yeah. play elsewhere. I did see a funny take on Twitter that, that Winnipeg is just Canada's version of Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> and Columbus, Ohio is, is the United States version of Winnipeg. So, And I, I read somewhere that, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois wanted to go to a, a big market team because he was tired of playing for a small, small market team. Winnipeg doesn't right. even have a, an airport. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, what kind of big market team are you going to here, bud? And, like, he had no control over who you went to. But I, I think, at least on paper, hey. um, that Columbus won that trade. Yeah. At, at big time. I, I don't understand how – you trade uh, a restricted free agent, a, a, a damn good one, and a potential 50-goal scorer for a, a young, really good center who had his best year with Panarin, and Panarin is in New and it was, York. And it was who you got one less year of uh, contract with. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand. I mean, I look, I get why the trade happened. Don't I'm not an idiot. But for two players for, 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 for one young center like that. I don't know. So you're essentially trading Dubois for line a straight up and you're trading Roslovich for a third round pick for a third round pick. Right. Essentially yeah. what you, what you just did. And that was the best package. I mean, that's, for why, Columbus. Yeah. that's why the Winnipeg franchise failed the first time and moved where the hell they moved to Arizona. That's right. But, but why did I don't, but that was the best package that Winnipeg was getting for line a was Dubois. His, yeah, not a lot of teams can absorb his contract too. I mean, no, he wasn't making that much. He was making, he's making six point five. That's not this a year. Lot. That's that's not. No, I this year I it's harder. I, I get it, but there was teams that could absorb. But on a twenty-three year old, you're telling me you couldn't absorb that I, and traded contract back. Come on. I would be interested to know what a devil's proposal for Line A looked like. But you made you you said it on on that, didn't, didn't we say it at one time, or were we not? Well, that that was my that was my estimation on what it could be, but I would like to know what it really was that didn't land. Or did they even offer? I'm you got it. You got to make an offer. Yeah, I I don't. I just 
I think every team I made an offer. The, I, I, I'm thinking it was Heedle plus for for Pierre Luc Dubois, and and it was probably either Caco or Lafreniere that they wanted back, and just that's just not happening. Just not happening. Yeah, it's no. it's foolish. Did you did you see what number Line wants to wear in Winnipeg? You mean Columbus? What? Oh no, I'm sorry. Pierre Luc Dubois, what number he wants to wear? In he, well, he wore 18 in Columbus, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nah. He wants to wear 13 for Team Tamu, which is what Team Tamu, huh? All right. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't uh, retire his number there. What doesn't matter? It's not. It's different franchise. That goes. It's it's that, it's yeah, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, that goes with the franchise to Arizona, not with the team and not the, with the peg and the locale. Yeah. Interesting. That's gonna that's gonna cause some hubbub up there, though. I would imagine. So other other news during the course of the week that we saw um, a couple of days ago was that NBC Sports is going to be non-existent next year. So what does that mean for the NHL and their TV contract for next year? Well, it's one less suitor. I get to t- wherever uh, Mike Milbury and Jeremy Roenick are, are again. Whoever hires those two guys, they should. Have, they're going to have my business. <laughs> I, I think it. It depends on really what what's NBC NBC's plan moving these games over to USA Network. Is it that? Uh, are they going to try and, and do some sort of uh, pay structure through Peacock or something like that? As of right now, as this season goes on, they're going to migrate games from from NBC Sports Network to USA. Okay. Where's, where's, so does that mean where they does that mean moving forward into next year they want to have USA Network as a network that also broadcasts nighttime sports. Well, that's not, that's not going to affect like the uh, Cartoon Express, right? Any any of my no, Hannibal okay. cartoons were, were good okay, on Saturday buddy. mornings. Thank you're God. Because okay. think about it. What's what's USA Network's biggest show? Isn't it called Suits or something? Yeah, it's still on. <laughs> I they, they have a they have USA a show. Their ever. their biggest rated show week in and week out. Is Monday is, Night Raw? Uh, yeah, I was about to say wrestling. Uh, I was say wrestling. Monday yes. Night Raw. So maybe they feel that there. the live sports market for USA Network is is a viable option. I think that's really stretching because wrestling's been viable for on USA and other you know networks for quite some time. But that's a very different market than hockey. The only other thing they show on that fucking channel, as far as I could see, is SVU and. Uh, some Chicago Chicago fire. No, it's that was on NBC. That's that's what I'm thinking. I, I, dude, I, 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 I can't tell you the last time I I watched wrestling. The last time I watched wrestling, rock and stone cold were still uh, wrestling. That could have been last week with the way WWE does things. (laughs) Is that right? Oh my God. But I I mean, you got to think ESPN is prime now to, to make an offer, maybe a lower what they even thought they would have gotten it for. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, the price goes down now. Yeah, no, no, no question about it. And Jesus Christ, man! But if they go to ESPN, they're what sixth fiddle on the rung in ESPN world, at least. At least. Yeah. Unless, unless ESPN, you know, gets us ESPN eight the ocho. I mean, I don't know where they're gonna. Unless maybe maybe they turn ESPN News Channel into something. That could be an option because really, who's watching ESPN News? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they have games currently on ESPN Plus right now, right? Yeah. Is that because they're they're they have a uh, a streaming contact contract? Pardon me, uh, with with Disney, and and that's why they're on ESPN Plus. It could be, yeah. 
I, I don't know the the specifics about that, but I that was that was something I read right now is that they do have a streaming contract with Disney, which kind of preempts them into communications with the contract for for NHL hockey next year. And and was funny about that was as soon as that you know um, that post hit Twitter, John Butchergrass started tweeting uh, oh. with uh, ESPN uh, Hockey Night um, or NHL, NHL tonight. tonight. Yeah, which would be. That would be awesome. I think we all would enjoy that. But one of the I could I could major... see some sort of I could see some sort of split deal where it's not an exclusive deal for ESPN or for or for NBC with USA, but have some games on both networks. Maybe one network gets a national game on Tuesday, one network gets a national game on Wednesday, and then they divide up the Ross the the the, the other games somehow. Well, they they do have their contract in Canada, so that that's one TV deal that they do have. So you're saying that the 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 U.S. deal that they sign is going to be split between ESPN and, and NBC? I could see some sort of, of split deal, almost like the NBA has, where they've got the ESPN deal and they've got the TBS or TNT deal. Yeah, but I, okay, I could see that. That, that. That's very interesting. That would get the maximum amount of games on uh, uh, as far as exposure. Right. And and neither neither network would have to fork over the entire load of money, you know, you, you, you're getting the product basically at a discount because you're splitting it with another, another partner. Yeah, no, I, I got it. But none of the other major sports have an exclusive national deal with, with any one network. I mean, yeah, that's that's a good point. You know, why did, why is hockey the only one? Not in baseball, not in football, not in, you know, uh, basketball. No. And, and, and we, we've talked off of, off of, you know, not during the podcast about this. And <clears throat> I lost my train of thought. I looked at it at a goal in the avalanche game. Crap. <laughs> I mean, ESPN is, is when you travel, Tom, when you travel for work, yeah. is USA is USA in every hotel. I, I don't know because I'm not looking necessarily for USA, but I can tell you that not every hotel room has NBC sports. Because I, but they it, all have ESPN. But they, yeah, they, 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 they all have multiple channels of ESPN. It's not just ESPN. It's 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 all of the ESPNs or yeah. every hotel room I've ever been in. Um, NBC Sports, though, not necessarily the case. Um, so for that exposure, yeah. But again, they'd be fifth, sixth fiddle. So you look on the wrong about what ESPN televises. Okay, football number one. Mm-hmm. Basketball, number two. Baseball, number three. College football, number four. College First. basketball, number five. Then hockey. Or does hockey take out any one of those? You're sports? forgetting like women's softball. And- I, You're right. I'm, I'm sorry. It, in all <laughs> honesty, though, in all honesty, and it's not every night, it's, you know, one night a week. But I would say in ESPN's mind, they would be under UFC as well. Yeah, they, they, they didn't put all that money into the UFC for not promoting them so highly yeah you know i mean yeah but you don't have you know i don't know how how much you have to worry about ufc fights taking out saturday saturday nights really i think saturday nights is yeah but it's not the it's not what you're thinking so you're thinking of like the saturday fights or the friday night fights in in some cases it's the news it's like you're covering all the drama around different fighters the weigh-ins the weigh-ins stuff like that it's all the shit that hits like you know, if you think of it this way, like games, yes, they'll cover games will be covered on those channels if if the ESPN 
you know, gets them on, but they could dump them on, you know, one of the lower channels for something else, like a prelim fight or something. But in, but my opinion, the biggest problem with that is even if ESPN makes the deal, the NHL, you know, the, the daily news cycles are going to still have them ranked pretty low because things like, you know, MMA has like a bigger draw in terms of like the drama yeah. that happens in and out of fights. It's, and it's like daily shit, you know, mm. you know, so it's, and that's part of the way that that sport is built upon. It's, it's like, you know, they need to build up drama. They need to build up headlines. And, you know, honestly, that makes a lot better news stories than, you know, NHL players. I mean, we, we all know it. It'll never be the top story on a sports center. Hockey's never going to be the top story on sports center. Um, unless the, the Stanley cup was awarded. Sometimes it's not. Even then, yeah. Even then, it, it should be. It, it will be if it's the only like major thing. But they, there's been like, what was it like last year or two years ago? I was watching and it wasn't the major. It wasn't in the first story because you know bigger story for you whenever it was, was playing at the same time basketball or some bullshit. You know, whatever it was, it, it was they're like, oh, and the game. You know, it was like it was when the Tampa. I think it was last year when Tampa won because it wasn't really. It wasn't. It's 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 lost its luster on that channel for. A number of reasons. One, ESPN doesn't have them on there. It's not there. Right. No, it's they they they're care. a self-promoting net. They're a self-promoting network, and 100%. if they don't have the, if they 100%. don't have the property, they don't they don't want to talk about it. If they do have ESPN, if they are on ESPN next year, then I yeah, they will definitely be number. They will definitely be the number one story when it comes to the playoffs and certain games, especially the finals. If and maybe not, NHL tonight care. does come back. <clears throat> Well, that would be awesome. But if you look at look at the, the the NHL TV deal right now with NBC in the US, you know how much it is per year that the yeah, NHL we gets? talked about this. We talked, we talked about, about this. this. Yep. It was like yeah. 200, right? 200 million dollars the NHL gets for their TV contract for NBC Sports in the US. What do you think the NBA TV's deal is? We talked about yeah, it's 2 billion, 4 billion. What was well, it? And this is this is a new 9-year TV deal with ESPN and Turner Sports. That began in the 2016-2017 season and last through 2024-2025 for $2.6 billion annually. Annually. Yep. So you, you you wonder why the NHL had such a hard time getting through this pandemic and getting to return to play and all this other stuff and, and are having a hard time with the salary cap and why the NBA didn't. $2.6 billion as opposed to $200 million. Yeah, I mean, we all know that the or the entire country's taste is shit. Yeah. <laughs> what what I would what I would like to see, or what what might be interesting, and CBS tried it with Sports Illustrated to to try and team up to start a network, but if USA slash NBC could team up with the Athletic, somehow the Athletic has such great writers and such great coverage all the best if they could somehow if they could somehow what send free stuff (laughs) free subscription would be (laughs) nice if they could that much money in the course of the year carp get on that if they could somehow somehow put together shows like espn has in that five o'clock hour where it's two writers going head to head or four writers writers going head to head or It'll give them the content to fill up the time when there aren't games, so you're not just showing replays of old games. Look, look, I, I appreciate all the people that listen to our podcast, and they're probably really nice, great followers who are not family. I'm not talking our family members because they all follow. Sup, Frank Troy? We're talking to you, buddy. But if we were a podcast about football, 
about baseball, about NBA, would we have more listeners? Probably. Probably. Mm -hmm. Not because of me, because nobody's going to listen to a Jets podcast. No, not because of any one of us. I'd listen. I'd listen, Steve. I would call in. (laughs) Just commiserate. (laughs) (laughs) But we would probably have more listeners on our podcast. Just just saying. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, I'll talk Knicks next week. I'll do some research. No, 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 no. That's not really where I was. Let's talk. Let's talk football because I think Tom wanted to talk a little football today. I did. Oh God. You all right? So for forty plus years, I lived in middle in you know central New Jersey, and I grew up being a Yankee fan, Giants fan, Knicks and Rangers. And uh, you know, three years ago, we moved down to uh, just north of Tampa Bay. Since I've moved down to Tampa Bay, the Lightning have won the Stanley Cup. The Rays have, have been in the World Series. And, and mind you, this is this year, by the way. And now Tom in Brady leads, his, leads an NFC team to the Super Bowl where it's hosted in Tampa. Right now is a miserable time for anybody who doesn't root for any Tampa sports team to live in Tampa because all <laughs> of their teams are incredible. And, and you can't get tasty subs. I, I and really I can't get know. tasty subs, nor can I get White Castle. It's uh, it's it's a tough time. It's a tough I'm starving. Time. We got any White Castle? In but here? it it I it was 80 degrees today. So um, yeah, I just had a taste sub today. It wasn't all that bad. It's not all that bad. It was 80 degrees today. So it's it it does have its perks. But we, we had we had snow here today. But uh-huh. I had my my tasty sub in the car while Casey was at hockey practice. What what what'd you get? Roast beef and uh, and provolone. Ooh, nice. Good. What'd you have on it? Come on, what'd you have on it? You can't start talking like that. His dude. mouth, his mouth was all <laughs> over it. Ooh, lettuce, and Ooh. onion, and tomato, and oil and vinegar. Oh, giggity! <sighs> you have me all hot and bothered. Yeah, we we get Jersey Mike's down here. It's overpriced and shitty. The bread sucks. Oh, uh, the bread's at terrible. Least, at least they cut the the at least they sliced the the meat and everything and cheese, but. Bread's terrible. It makes it's like such a huge difference, but the price is like we're are so so dumb. I'm like, just get like a freaking super sub, what thirteen bucks, fourteen bucks, full, full thing, like bigger than the one we get, and it's like the one we gets like sixteen dollars, it's like eight dollars a half, and it's like that small little, like uh, I don't know what they call them. If you go like Wawa and you get like that sub, that's like. There's you know, a the mini little... and a regular. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird size. Well, it's listen, like, they fucking call them like hoagies first off. They call them hoagies first off, and and that's yeah. you know those fucking so, people. What the hell is wrong with you, weirdos? Right, you fucking yeah, fuck the flyers. That's, that's a fuck the flyers thing. But yes, my god, <laughs> and 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 fucking jimmies or sprinkles. They're sprinkles, okay? They're sprinkles. The jimmies things. That, I don't get that one. Christ Almighty, who the hell? Call, what what are? Not, I don't want it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna keep my. Gonna devolve. Really soaking up devolve into a pork roll and uh and uh Taylor ham. Well, we 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 finally found a good bagel spot by us though. Brooklyn water bagel. uh, It's re. It's actually really really good. Maybe I just haven't had New Jersey. It's one of those places where they drive the water down weekly. Yeah, from from New York, something like that. Um, but they they hey, kudos to them, free bagels. Um. They make really good ones. And maybe I just haven't had New Jersey bagels in a long time. Free bagels, but they they make their everything bagels are are incredible. Free bagels. 
I, I'm going to continue to buy them. I actually, I woke up Sunday morning, free bagels. And I was like, fuck, I don't want to drive out. So I Uber eats them free bagels over Uber eats. And you know, it wasn't that much more money and they were here in a half hour and they were, they were warm. Whether the guy, the, the delivery guy was sitting on them. I don't know, but they were, what was they the, were what was the company that delivered them? Uber eats. Uber eats. Uber Interesting. Eats. And they got them to you in a, timely and fashion hour. and the bagels were still warm yeah nine nine thirty i ordered them and they were on my door at 1002 that's tremendous service from a company called uber eats that's amazing I, I i couldn't agree with you more and and big big shout out to brooklyn water bagel free bagels that would be uh they were if, if i'm not mistaken though tom you made a comment when we were on the phone last night uh something about if the eagles hadn't blown their final game the giants would have been in the playoffs oh absolutely and the we would giants have, we would, have would have taken out the bucks absolutely we we would have beaten tom brady and that would have been the end of it you know tom brady in the playoffs versus the giants oh and two just saying so <laughs> tom brady wouldn't be playing a super bowl in his um, home no, stadium we would have fucked that all up for tom brady all the eagles, not, fault. Yeah. All the eagles. that's not all the eagles fault and of course on, man. Doug peterson's fault glad you got fired you piece of shit come on man the giants weren't beating them how do you know? Not the same. Not the same. How do you know? Team. How do you know? They... How do you know? <laughs> Miracle on ice. Okay. Miracle on All ice. All right, man. That's Miracle why ice. you play the games. You know That's why you play the games. You play you would... to win the game. Well, last I checked, all the Giants D linemen have all their fingers. How, how are they stopping yeah, but, but uh, Antonio JP Brown and put a... <laughs> Evans and but... Godwin and Gronkowski? Nick, there's no chance or... the Giants are beating the fucking bucks i was just kidding it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't fucking happening that, that was happening wasn't fucking happening of course not <laughs> but any chance that i could say fuck you doug peterson i'm gonna take the opportunity to do that <laughs> yeah really crazy stat by the way last giant or last football thing i was gonna talk about here it was basically that uh in the 19 years if you take out the, the two years that you could take out you could put the one year i guess so 20 years that uh brazen playing in the nfl his first year, he had like he played like he didn't start again. He came in for Bledsoe for like a quarter or something. There are 20 years he plays. One of the seasons he had, he ruptured his knee in the first game, right? Yeah, it was so in it was like, Kansas City, so, wasn't it? Yeah, I forget what it was, but it was, I 19, think it was in the first Kansas game, City. Pretty early in the game. And yeah. uh, the other 19 seasons, he played almost every game, like missed a couple, you know, in like, I think it was like 14 games started in one season, something like that. Anyway. That motherfucker has been now in the Super Bowl his 10th time out of 19 seasons where he's been the starter for like a full season. Three different so decades, more, my dude. More than half. So over 50% of his seasons when he started the whole year. Not even this whole year, just started more than one game. He's been in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And three, I, for a long time, I decades. thought, for a long time, I thought, you know, a lot of it has to do with, I mean, and there's a good portion that has to do with the team that's around him and Belichick went together, but he leaves one season. Belichick's team just looks like garbage, and he just has been the same guy. And it's pretty, pretty ridiculous. And I think he's gonna. Yeah, it doesn't matter if he wins or not this week or two weeks. But uh, We're all he's losers down in history is one of the good the ones. Game. Yeah, he's easily the fucking best. You think so? Tom Brady right, worship Bill. equals podcast ratings. <laughs> Loving it. All right, Bill. Here, here's the question for you, Tom Brady. Hall of Famer? <laughs> Which Hall of Fame? 
Not Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No. No. The NHL Hall of Fame? I'm going to say no. How about the Baseball Hall of Fame? He did play bas- baseball in Michigan, didn't he? Probably did. No, I don't think so. No? He get drafted? Oh. Probably would have been a really did good he, It's not Drew Henson. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, guy sucked. Vain Asshole Hall of Fame, for sure. No, but there, look, there's only two quarterbacks that have gone to two different teams and been in the Super Bowl to play with them. One was Peyton Manning. The other was Kurt Warner. No quarterback in NFL history has taken two different teams from two different conferences to the Super Bowl. Brady is that one guy. And if he wins it, I mean, that's just, just a final nail. He, he didn't have to come back and, you know, really do anything to, to prove himself this year. He could have retired and still been the greatest of all time. But now, I mean, there actually, is no I'm actually kind of enjoying it because I, I, I like that Patriot fans get to feel what it's like to <laughs> – fucking shattered i i actually i really somebody else i and i tweeted i texted you guys i really wanted buffalo to win so that they would that way they can lose to tom brady in the super bowl you know we finally got away from brady man we finally got away from him oh we're playing him in the super bowl i had the bills in my uh in my bracket to win the whole thing i thought they had a good chance to be a a good threat to uh to Mahomes. i don't think Mahomes is gonna lose I, I don't. I don't. I would love to see history. I would love to see Brady win it, but he might. Just for the history Good. aspect of it, that's it. By the way, he was drafted by the the Expos out of high school in the 18th round. But he didn't play at Michigan. I don't think so. No, he just says he was drafted so. out of high school. He was the left-handed batting catcher with power. Whatever the fuck uh, that means. So he was a a catcher and not a pitcher, huh? Who knew? Surprisingly, who knew? I mean, Giselle knows, but you know. What, uh, by the way, were you Steve? Were you fact checking me when I was talking about with the Brady thing? Yeah, I was. Um, <laughs> and what'd you find out? That I'm right? I didn't say I didn't say anything, right? <laughs> no, right. That's that's what I wanted you to say. Correct. All right, um, that's gonna do it for us. Big week of hockey. Rangers don't have a game next Tuesday, so I will not be distracted at all. I'm sure you're all looking forward to that. Uh, don't forget to follow us on our social uh, on Twitter at friends underscore rivals, Facebook, uh, YouTube, friends and rivals. Uh, click, comment, and share. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts because it really does help out our channel. Billy, play us out. Flyers fuck, flyers fuck, flyers fuck.